Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are back again for another week. It is we are on to week six. This season's uh, moving quite along. We're already to week six here, and uh, you know what? Another really, really good slate on tap. Uh, it is Thursday night when we are recording this, and you know we got the the Eagles and the Bucks. Just ugly game that this has been so far. But uh, you know the Bucks are currently winning twenty eight to fourteen in the fourth quarter. But I digress. Maddie, as always, riding with me again, the two-man show. Uh, we do have a special guest coming on here in a couple of weeks, which we are excited about, uh, you know, um, to have back in the saddle. We'll leave it at that. You know, you can, we can let your mind wander, but uh, who that could be. But anyways, hope everybody's having a good night. Let's win some money. Maddie, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I got, Like you said, I can't believe it's week six already. Uh, these these weeks just keep flying by, and I, I think because we have showdown for, what is it, three nights out of the week now with Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, that, that helps progress things along. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been fun. Been a fun season so far, and, and definitely excited for this slate uh, that we have ahead of us this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. So let's jump right into it. So this week, uh, you know, this is our first week with bye week. So I think we have, what, San Francisco, New Orleans, Atlanta, and the Jets all on bye. So, uh, you know, no Alvin Kamara this week. And we also have the London game. So that is, uh, you know, a glorious uh, Dolphins versus uh, Jacksonville game. Uh, Not really upset about that one. So start things off at the quarterback position. Obviously, if you're new here, we go uh, position by position. We do not go game by game. We kind of talk through each position. And then at the very end, we will build a lineup. So, Maddie, this week at quarterback, we got Pat Mahomes back on the slate, $8,300, the only quarterback that is in the 8K range. Then you have Kyler Murray at $7,900, Lamar at $7,400. That is still way too cheap. Justin Herbert at $7,300, Aaron Rodgers at $7,200, Dak at $71, Stafford at $67, Burrow at $63, Cousins at $62, and Sam Darnold at $6,100. Where are you starting your builds this week? Yeah, so obviously it's hard not to like Mahomes. Uh, you know, both the Chiefs and Washington defense are at bottom of the barrel. They both give up, you know, like close to 30 points a game, uh, and especially two opposing passing attacks. But my concern for that game is it is going to be very popular, especially on the Chiefs' side. And when you stack up Mahomes at 8,300 with a very high-priced Tyreek Hill and a, and a 7K Travis Kelsey, you all of a sudden – lock yourself into a a certain build type where you're paying up uh, for QB wide receiver tight end and having to pay down at running back and pay down it for another wide receiver. So you become kind of one-dimensional with your roster, and that makes this week an interesting week. And we'll talk about running back ownerships, uh, especially paying up at running back. I, I think there's a guy at the top that's going overlooked that normally doesn't. That shouldn't be, but um, I digress back into the, the quarterback position. Um, Mahomes, obviously you can play him. He'd be my cash game QB this week. But uh, in tournaments, I'm probably going to get away from him and just try to get a more high uh, – just try to land on somebody that's got just as much of his up, as upside at a little less ownership. And it's really hard not to like Lamar Jackson this week uh, at 7,400. Uh, the Chargers play uh, two high safeties. They let you run the ball all over them. They let you throw to tight ends. And it's pretty much a defense built for – what the Ravens want to do on offense. So I absolutely love the Ravens offense this week as a whole, uh, mainly Lamar and and Mark Andrews. Uh, so they should be able to get a, a ton of stuff going. Uh, I Moving down the list, kind of, you know, more of a value guy. I really like Joe Burrow. Uh, we were on him last week and Joe Mixon is still banged up. He's not practicing. Uh, Burrow with a banged up Mixon last week 
Uh, Burrow threw a season-high pass attempts of 38, which is more in line with what we were seeing from him last year. Uh, he's got T. Higgins back, uh, full, fully healthy wide receiver core. Uh, and like I said, with no Joe Mixon, I, they have to lean on Burrow a little bit more. Uh, and, and this matchup with Detroit is bottom of the barrel, just like the Washington-Kansas City game. So we know where the ball's going in Cincinnati, and, and Burrow gets one of the best matchups on the board. So I definitely like him there. And then uh, the other game that I am probably going to be on, but we need to pay attention to because Arizona's having some COVID issues. Uh, I think they've got three guys, uh, players and personnel that were hit with COVID. And if they get a fourth, then they have to go into the uh, whatever is the the next level of intensive protocol that they have to, to partake in. So just as a, a team and situation to monitor, but – the Arizona-Cleveland game, I think, could turn into what the the Cleveland and Chargers game was last week. Um, Cleveland is very banged up on both sides of the ball, but uh, mainly on defense. Uh, they're missing a couple corners, and uh, you know you can run all over Arizona, and that's exactly what Cleveland wants to do. Assuming that uh, Chubb and Hunt are healthy, and even if you know if one of them were to sit, you would have a pretty much a lock at, at running back position. You just play the other one, so. I really like that game a lot, and I have heavy interest in Kyler Murray because I think we can see uh, Kyler do what Herbert was able to do last week. So, um, and you know, with with everybody playing Mahomes, it makes a ton of sense to uh, pivot to to these other high priced quarterbacks that can that can outscore him. No, absolutely. I mean, I think that that Washington game you're talking, talking about two really bad secondaries. Um, I think people uh, should have. Uh, a lot of points scored, but I also have this feeling and uh, I don't have a lot to go off of other than uh, my gut feeling. So don't listen to me, but I just have this feeling that the chiefs are just going to come in there and knock the shit out of them. Like it feels like a, a spot where we, I've heard all week, you know, with these uh, around them that, you know, that they were embarrassed, they were pissed off. Um, I think this defense comes out and wants to make a little bit of a statement here. I know they've, they, they've kind of been the, the butt of a lot of jokes. And so, We'll see how that game goes, um, but the, the game that I like uh, is the one game you've already talked about, and I'm going to have an absurd amount of Lamar Jackson. At 7,400, he should be in the 8K range. Now he is coming off the Monday night game, so his uh, 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 price did not change from that Monday night game. So at 7,400, it's just way too cheap. And he has been – I mean, he looks a lot like that, what, 2019 Lamar Jackson where he just w- was crushing. And – uh, I mean, as a passer, he has looked fantastic. I mean, he's fifth in deep ball completion percentage, which if you remember last year, that was one of the bigger problems with him last year was he just couldn't throw the deep ball. He was terrible at throwing the deep ball, but he's fifth in deep ball completion percentage. Um, he is uh, seventh in play action completion percentage. He's eighth in true uh, completion percentage on the season. And so, and they're not like dead last in terms of, uh, you know, pass attempts right now. He's actually 18th, which, you know, for a lot of people, you would say, oh, that's terrible. You know, you're not really wanting that. But for a quarterback who, who has 100 yards rushing in him every single time he touches the field, if he's going to throw the ball as well as he has, now we're talking about a truly, truly a cheat code. And in this matchup against uh, against the Chargers, where kind of like we saw last week with Cleveland, like I think this this game could absolutely go off. And so I like getting pieces from this game. And, you know, Marquise Brown has quietly just just balled out all year. So you can pair him with him or you can pair him with Mark Andrews and run it back with, you know, whether you want to do a Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler or, or uh, Mike Williams. I, I just think there's a lot of options in this game. And um, I like getting action on this game. So I love Lamar Jackson this week. Um, I think I would rather play him than, than Pat Mahomes at, at 8,300. You're getting almost a thousand dollar discount as well. And so I love Lamar Jackson in this matchup. And then, uh, a couple other quarterbacks that I do like. Uh, one, I'm going to go way down, way down, all the way down to 5,400 to one Carson motherfucking Wentz. I am playing Carson Wentz at $5,400 this week. Uh, it, w- it was good to see uh, this offense finally kind of look like a little bit of the offense that I kind of expected they could. You know, and some of that's to be expected with he missed all of almost pretty much all of preseason and training camp. He didn't really have any rapport uh, built in with these guys. So it took a little bit of time. He also got injured earlier in the season. But now, you know, last week against Baltimore, I mean, he exploded, had it by far his best game of the year. 
402 passing yards. Uh, it would go along with two touchdowns. You know, uh, John Taylor did his thing as well. And they get a matchup against Houston. The only question mark I would have, and the only thing that would probably worry me about Carson Wentz, would be do they just run the ball right down the, uh, the Texans' throat and not really have to open it up? But if, if the Texans can even do a little bit of what they did last week against New England to kind of put pressure on them to throw the ball, I think Carson Wentz at 5,400 really sets up nicely. His, his weapons aren't expensive. And so I love playing Carson Wentz here in this matchup against Houston. And then from there, I, I totally agree with you. I think this Cleveland-Arizona game can really go off. Um, uh I'm a, I don't love the – I guess the question mark, I guess, for that game, if you were going to uh, you know, create a an Arizona stack, are you going to want to run it back with anybody on Cleveland side? And if it is, is it is it Kareem Hunt? Or, it, you know, because I don't know if you can really trust, trust any of his pass catchers right now on the Cleveland side of things. So would it be Kareem Hunt you'd want to run it back or would you just not run it back at all? No, yeah, my stack would be Kyler to skinny stack with – a wide receiver of his, probably Rondale Moore, because he's only 4,600, um, and, and then run it back with the running back because Arizona has been a very favorable matchup for opposing running backs. And both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are missing practices right now. So it's just another situation to monitor. Uh, and if, like I said, if one of those guys were to miss, the other guy is just a stone lock. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I and mean, the game sets up to be uh, a really good. Uh, solid matchup and where a lot of points can be scored. I mean, if you look at the uh, implied point totals, I mean, it's one of the higher on the slate in terms of both teams uh, where you have 28 and a half for, um, for uh, Cleveland or excuse me, 26 and a half for Cleveland and 23. I will say it's interesting on that game that they, they actually opened up at 25 and a half and 28 and a half. And both teams have actually dropped where, uh, Arizona went from 25 and a half down to 23 and Cleveland went from 28 and a half down to 26 and a half. That's probably because of the wind. Everybody's already freaking out about the wind. The wind is like supposedly like 25 or 30 miles an hour or something. Welcome to Cleveland. Remember that game last year where there was like 40 mile an hour sustained winds and all like all that, all that. And they just ran the ball the entire game. Yeah. But I mean, like if you're playing Rondale Moore, that's a guy who operates at the line of scrimmage anyways, and Kyler's going to do damage with his legs, and then you're running it back with a, a Browns running back. So, like, everything is within the line of scrimmage. So that stack there, wouldn't I wouldn't mind that stack still, regardless of what the other is. What is your thoughts about this Green Bay and Chicago game? Because I, I kind of want some interest there as well, where you have Green Bay at 25.25, uh, and then you have uh, Chicago at 20.75. And like, I know it's really hard to trust, but I do not mind Justin Fields either. At they have, they really haven't needed him to open it up. They're going to have to in this game against Green Bay. They're not going to be able to just, uh, you know, throw the ball only twenty times like they did last week against the Raiders. And so, I don't really mind getting to Justin Fields either. Um, you know, hope you know. I think there's a possibility that that you know maybe he really starts to uh, utilize his legs a little bit more that we haven't really seen from him either. And he's only 5,100. I mean, his pass catchers are extremely cheap too. Allen Robinson, I think, is only 5,300. You know, you can get to Darnell Mooney. And if they really have to open it up, like I, I think that, that this could be kind of an interesting matchup and then run it back with Devontae Adams here in this game. And, you know, or if you want to get to the Aaron Rodgers side, but, or even Aaron Jones, I think would be a possibility as well. But I kind of like this as kind of a sneaky possible shootout here. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an option. I don't know that I'm going to end up landing there, but I mean, I, I totally get it. Uh, the concern has just been, you know, how low of passing rates they've been. But I mean, if Green Bay is pushing them on the other side, they have no no choice but to pass. Right. So, um, and, and you know, we've seen uh, Justin Fields when he's been throwing the ball has been throwing it deep down the field, too. And Green Bay is without Jari Alexander. Um, and so there are injuries that that are of concern. And the Green Bay defense just isn't good anyways. Uh, so that Jari blow is he was really their only good piece. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I actually don't hate that at all. <clears throat> Other than that, like, I think that's kind of – like, I don't mind either, like, if you wanted to play – like, I 
like Sam Darnold, but I don't think you have to do it like um, with him. I think you can just get pieces from that game because I, I do like some of the, you know, obviously Christian McCaffrey, which we'll talk about in a minute, you know, whether or DJ Moore. I'm not scared of any of the Minnesota secondary that they have there. And then, you know, if you want to go possibly Justin Jefferson or something like that on the other side, like I, I, I do think that game kind of sets up nicely as well. Um, you know, where both those quarterbacks are 62 and 6,100, but I, I think, I, I don't know what their, their ceiling is either, you know? And so I just feel like there's probably some quarterbacks, especially, uh, since we're talking about, you know, a, without as many quarterbacks on the slate because of the, um, because of bye weeks and everything else, uh, I think things are a little bit more narrow and I just don't think that, uh, you would have to get there, but I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I'll put it that way. And then are you going to play any Taylor Heineke at 5,800? No, probably not. If I'm going cheap, I'll probably just go Fields or uh, uh, Carson Wentz or Joe Burrow. Like the, he just falls in fourth in line out of those guys for me. I don't hate it, but I, I just I won't get there myself. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's. Do we have any other quarterbacks you want to talk about? Or you want to jump over to running back? No, just very briefly. I will mention uh, we talked about how much we like Baltimore and the Chargers. I will mention that. Justin Herbert absolutely is in play on the other side too because the Baltimore Ravens gave up 409 passing yards to the Raiders week one. They gave up 343 passing yards to Mahomes in week two and just gave up 390 passing yards to Carson Wentz this past week. Uh, The other two weeks they played the Lions and the Broncos who have non-existent pass games. So the three good, you know, the three good offenses they played have all thrown for pretty much 400 yards. Uh, So, I think Herbert is very sneaky as well in a game that people are going to play Lamar. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, they've, and they've also been super aggressive. Like they're like, they're Mm -hmm. not sitting back. I mean, any opportunity they have to go for it on fourth down, they're doing it. And that coach is awesome. Oh, I like that. I I actually love that guy. And I mean, if you look at even like their pace of play stuff, I mean, they're fourth and, and uh, pace of uh, play overall, their first and neutral game script. I mean, but they're 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 top eight, and whether they're ahead by six or trailing by six, so like it doesn't really matter. They're 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 moving quick, and so I just think this game, this just Charger Baltimore game, just sets up to be. Um, I think it can just absolutely go nuclear. So I absolutely love that game, but um, but I do definitely agree. Yes, Justin Herbert uh, yeah. is definitely in play, especially as well as he's been playing lately. So. Yeah and all their pass catchers. So um, let's just jump over to running backs then. So we have Christian McCaffrey. Sounds like he's going to be finally back. We kind of were hoping he was going to play last week. He did not. He's still only 8,800. I feel like I mean, that is incredibly, incredibly too low. I'm going to say the same thing I said last week. The man, I think, since 2019 has never finished lower than RB8 on a week when he's played. Okay. He is, has an incredibly safe floor, and he has an, a, just an a absurd ceiling. And there's nobody on this slate that has his ceiling outside of maybe Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones has some of those just ridiculous slate-breaking games. I guess Dalvin Cook well, would be the other guy that would be in the conversation. But just in terms of the consistency and everything else, like Christian McCaffrey is a total package, and he's only 8,800. 8, he's normally a guy who's at 10K that, that, you know, that we still try to jam into our lineups, and at 8,800 – it is going to be hard for me not to have an absurd amount of Christian McCaffrey because of everything that he brings to the table. I think it was probably smart of them to let him sit for, you know, another week to get him right. Got him back, worked him back in slowly in practice last week. And so it sounds like he should be back this week. And then, so he's 8,800. You have Austin Eckler at 7,900, Dalvin Cook at 7,700, Aaron Jones, 7,300, Nick Chubb at 7,200. Zeke still only 7,100. I guess his price is never going to go up. And, uh, you know, then you have at the uh, – well, Sa- Saquon uh, is not going to play, but who who the hell knows? Um, There's no way he plays. Did you see his ankle? Yeah, but they haven't ruled him out yet. Like, I, I and maybe it's just some sort of gamemanship that coaches try to play, some bullshit. But, like, like they've asked him, and they, he has not ruled him out. And, and, I mean, he hasn't practiced so far this week. But I would be floored if he played. And I think it would be absolutely – ridiculous for them to rush him back and have him play mm-hmm. after that. It was, it sounds like just your typical ankle sprain. And so he, he really, he, he dodged a bullet there, uh, obviously with uh, how bad it looked compared to what, what it turned out to be. But um, 
I would just be shocked. So, anyways, I doubt he plays. Jonathan Taylor, sixty six hundred, absolute steal against Houston. Antonio uh, Antonio Gibson, sixty five hundred, absolute steal against Kansas City, who was horrendous against the run. They cannot stop the run to save their life. And then you have Joe Mixon against Detroit. We want to play running backs against Detroit, and he's only sixty four hundred. DeAndre Swift at sixty three hundred. Alexander Madison at sixty two hundred. But if Dalvin Cook plays, which sounds like he is trending in that direction, then I want no part of Dalvin or Alexander Madison. And then Kareem Hunt at sixty two hundred. Daryl Henderson at six K. And it looks like at this point that Daryl Henderson is going to be chalked this week against the Giants. So, Maddie, where are we at at running back? Yeah, so I just want to uh, touch on one point with McCaffrey that we briefly touched about at, at quarterback, uh, you know, in addition to him just being a good play every single week. But this week, especially with everybody wanting to pay up for all those quarterbacks, especially Mahomes, uh, Tyreek Hill is going to be the chalk at wide receiver and Travis Kelsey is the chalk at tight end. People don't have the salary to fit in Christian McCaffrey. And so he's going to go a little lower owned this week than he should. He's, he's checking in around 13% right now. Uh, and he's barely even top fives at the running back position. So I am going to have a lot of Christian McCaffrey this week, assuming that he plays. Um, but outside of that, I think Aaron Jones is really interesting. Like you said, uh, at the when you were talking about McCaffrey, there's only a couple guys that can break the slate, and, and Aaron Jones is one of them. Um, Chicago ranks 24th in adjusted line yards. They're 17th in second-level yards and 12th in open field yards. So – Definitely an exploitable matchup for a very explosive running back uh, and, and a guy who's going to go overlooked because of his price. Um, so I definitely really like him. And then, like we mentioned with Cleveland, just keep an eye on that situation. Uh, Kareem Hunt would be the guy that I would play if they're both playing. Um, but if one of them were to get ruled out, Chubb or Hunt, then, then whichever one's playing would be an absolute lock. Uh, so uh, keep an eye on that situation there. Uh, Antonio Gibson at 6,500 against Kansas City is very interesting. Uh, the Kansas City defense just hasn't been good. They're 26th in adjusted line yards, 29th in second level yards, 19th in open field yards, and he's 6,500, a price that nobody's going to pay for him because everybody wants to pay uh, 6K for Daryl Henderson Jr. as he is coming in as the chalkiest running back on the slate. So uh, definitely an interesting pricing spot for Antonio Gibson this week at 6,500. Uh, outside of that, I mean, there are some decent value guys, value options this week. I mean, you have Devontae Booker, 5,400. He's pretty much not going to come off the field uh, for the Giants. Uh, they are playing the Rams, but the Rams are not one of the top rundies. I mean, they're, they're more middle of the pack. They will allow some explosive plays to happen. Um, I just don't know that Booker's ceiling is there for me in tournaments to get get there, but uh, his role is one of the safer roles on the slate, assuming Saquon Barkley doesn't play. Um, other than that, the Chicago running back situation is very interesting, and that honestly could, with with the Chicago running back situation being what it is, that honestly could lead to Justin Fields having to throw more, just like we saw with Joe Burrow last week. So while Khalil Herbert is very interesting at 4,600, um, you know, we could see a spike in pass attempts for fields as well. So uh, I do like Herbert at 4,600. Green Bay is a, a, just an all-around bad defense, and, and I think Chicago should be able to keep pace here. Uh, Green Bay ranks 27th in adjusted line yards. They're 20th in second-level yards. They are first in open field yards, which means, you know, they're not allowing a ton of big plays on the ground. But at 4,600, you just need somebody who's going to have a good role, and, and Khalil Herbert uh, does just that. Uh, outside of that, obviously Daryl Williams, 4,900 against uh, for Kansas City against Washington. Uh, it's going to be a split share between Williams and McKinnon, but Williams is going to handle the bulk of the uh, the bulk of the work. And Washington, uh, they have been a decent run defense. They're tenth, ninth, and fifteenth uh, in adjusted line yards, second level, and open field. Um, so they're they're halfway decent, but I mean Daryl Williams is going to have a pass game role. Uh, McKinnon's not going to see, I don't think, a ton of snaps, but um, he's very interesting as well at 4900, especially as uh, a pivot off of Mahomes. If you're on teams you don't have Mahomes, you know you're just looking for Williams to maybe fall in the end zone twice, which is definitely possible. Yeah, and if you look at him last week, uh, once he left, he pretty much dominated the snaps. Um, there in that game 
And so I, I definitely think that he's probably in for a healthy uh, touch share. And he was actually more involved as a pass catcher than we, we, even what we've seen in Clyde edwards Lair, which was a little odd, uh, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, for me, you know, I don't need to say anything more about Christopher McCaffrey. He's absolutely stud. You know, I, I love this Jonathan Taylor uh, – Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, and DeAndre Swift range of, of running backs. And I think if I, you know, as long, other than probably Christian McCaffrey and obviously Austin Eckler past those two guys, that those four running backs are probably going to be uh, the majority of my ownership uh, that comes in on because all of them have tremendous matchups where you have Jonathan Taylor, only 6,600 coming off his, one of his best games of the season against a Houston defense. They are a uh, you know a run funnel defense. They are terrible against the run, um, but they are they're thirtieth in uh, rush DVOA, but they are ninth in pass DVOA. And so I, I think Jonathan Taylor sets up for a monster game again for him, and he is just too incredibly cheap at that price. I feel like he should be in the seven K range, and he's all the way down here at sixty six hundred. Antonio Gibson, you've already talked about it. It also doesn't help that we'll see on Chris Jones, who didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, he missed last week as well, and that is a big blow to that defensive line because they just don't have anybody to get any sort of pass rush whatsoever. And so if he's out, we'll have to see. Um, that just changes their – their uh, it just, just knocks their defense even more into the dirt if they don't have Chris Jones and Shavarius Ward. So – but so uh, Antonio Gibson at 6,500 is just incredibly too cheap as well. I wish he was more involved as a pass catcher. That's the one thing that concerns me with him, especially on DraftKings, that full point PPR. He's not going to be involved as much as a pass catcher. Um, but if you just kind of look at him a little bit um, so far on the season, I mean, he has a 67% opportunity share. He's averaging about 16 carries per game, but only 2.6 targets per game, which is concerning because I felt like that he was going to take that next step this year and be more of a three down workhorse. We just haven't seen it, but he does have 313 rushing yards. He has four touchdowns, but he is 11. Uh, he's, he's averaging about 11 routes run per game with an 8% target share, but he does have a 2.13 yards per route run and 11.9 yards per reception, which uh, which is second among all running backs. And that really shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because of the fact that, you know, he was a, a wide receiver in college. I still don't understand why they do not utilize him more as a pass catcher because that was naturally what he did in college. And then you have J.D. fucking McKissick, who's what, all of 180 pounds out here running 16 routes per game, 11% target share. And just, he's 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 just kind of killing and sapping a little bit of the upside of Antonio Gibson. But this is an incredible matchup, like you already mentioned, where they, they you know the Chiefs come in and, and adjusted line yards and um, all those metrics. So I'm not going to say any more on that. But I just think Antonio Gibson is still a, a pretty solid play at his price tag at 6,500. Joe Mixon worries me a little bit because he did not get a full compliment last week, where you had Samaje Pirine. Um, taking a lot of opportunities from him, but still at his price tag against a matchup against Detroit. You absolutely love that matchup for him. Uh, he is only 6,400 and it's going to be hard for me not to have some Joe Mixon at that price tag, right? Because uh, this is a smash matchup for him. I feel like if he was healthy, he probably would be one of the highest owned running backs on the slate because of the matchup and price, but because there's that, that cloud that hangs over him about this injury, um, you know, I'm not really worried about it. he didn't practice today, but they said it was just a maintenance day to give him, uh, give him a day off. So there's nothing like he did practice yesterday. So it sounds like he should be okay. So I like Joe Mixon. And then DeAndre Swift just is just incredibly involved in the passing game here. Uh, had another good week last week against Minnesota. Six targets in that game for 53 yards. And then he had uh, 11 attempts for 51 yards. So you know, about 17 touches there. And again, if, if they're going to be trailing, you know, they're going to have to throw the ball. He's always going to be involved as a pass catcher. So I like him. So those are the four running backs that I really, really like the most. Um, other than, you know, going down, I do think, I mean, Daryl Williams, I think is a nice leverage play off of, uh, you know, the high ownership of guys like Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey are going to carry so much ownership at that price at 4,900. It doesn't sound like he's going to be nearly as chalky as I thought he was going to be because of the price tag. And I mean, he's only 4,900, but you know, I guess we've seen CH there as well, um, you know, a few weeks ago. So, 
But Daryl Williams at 4,900 is an interesting spot. Now, you're right. Uh, you know, that Washington defense has been uh, pretty good against the run. I think they're uh, ninth in uh, run DVOA, but they're like 29th in pass DVOA. So, but I do think that it's possible that he could see five to six targets here in this matchup uh, at that price. So it's, it's hard to really ignore him. And then past that, I don't mind. If Damian Williams is ruled out, I do not mind Khalil Herbert. The only thing that I would be concerned about is he wasn't involved as a pass catcher at all last week. I mean, he had 18 carries, but he had no targets whatsoever. He only ran four routes. So I don't know how this is going to work out, you know, but without Damian Williams, uh, are, you know, are they going to try to get him the ball through the air? I don't know. But at the price tag of only 4,600, he doesn't have to do a whole ton, a hell of a lot. And the, the Packers have not been good against the run either this year. Um, uh, so they're 29th and run DVOA on the year. And then in terms of the, they are 27th in adjusted line yards, they are 30th, uh, in stuff rank. So they're not st- stuffing absolutely anybody. And then they're 20th in open field yards as well. So this is definitely a defense that you can run on. And so I, I do like getting to some Khalil Herbert as well at 4,600. And as of right now, he does not carry any ownership, but I think if Damian Williams ruled out, that could definitely change in a quick. Yeah. And then speaking of rule it out, if uh, Damian Harris is out, are you playing Ramondre Stevenson against Dallas? No, no, no. because I think they're going to be trailing. And they're going to – I mean, that would only well, be coming to matchup that I felt like that they could have, you know, a really positive game script. They're not yeah, going c- to. Because I feel like – because, I mean, we've seen Ramondre Stevenson be talked up across the entire industry in the preseason and over the last couple of weeks, you know, all the, the banter that's been going around. So – I would be not be shocked if Ramondre became like a top five owned running back if Harris were to be ruled out before Sunday. It doesn't make sense whenever you have this other value there, though. Like I could, I could, I could get it and maybe understand it a little bit. Um, and it's a running back for New England, right? Like oh, Bolden, sure. but Bolden like, is still going to be the pass catching have, guy there. If we didn't have Daryl Williams or we didn't have Khalil Herbert. Like I, I could maybe get it if you wanted to pay down, you know, and kind of what that what that does to uh, allows you to do in the rest of your lineup. But you have all this other value there. Why the hell would you play Ramondre Stevenson against the Cowboys? Like where they're probably going to be trailing, they're going to have to throw the ball. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, like I hope it is. Let it be. Let him be a top five owned guy. I would love that because I just think there's other uh, other running backs there, right? Yeah. Like that. that I, I agree. That you can make a that you can make a stronger case for, because it will be interesting too with with Joe Mixon because I don't know if he's going to get the full workload that he that where we come to see. And Sabaje Pirine is on the COVID nineteen list, so if he would be to rule out get ruled out in that game, I I would think Chris Evans would at least possibly be a, an interesting flex option, um, or not flex option, but an interesting piece that you possibly could go to because I believe he is the the Stone Men four K, but. I, I that probably also is pretty thin. Yeah, he's 4K. Um, yeah. in this matchup against uh the Lions. So anyways, other than that, do you have any other running backs you want to hit on? No, that pretty much does it for me. Let's jump over to wide receiver. So we have finally Devontae Adams is 9K. Um now you have to really want it to play to play him. Because he is the most expensive player on the entire slate. And so for him to pay off, I mean, he has to really go nuclear uh, to pay off that price tag of 9K. And so it's obviously Devontae Adams, and he can go nuclear every single game in a matchup against Chicago that doesn't really worry me all that much in a a secondary in Chicago. So at 9K, uh, his ownership is going to be suppressed because of of, of his price tag. There's so many other options at wide receiver. I think people would just rather play. But um, I still think he's interesting at 9K. You have Tyreek at 85, Mike Williams, 81. I, If you would have told me at any point this year in the preseason that Mike Williams is going to be 8,100, I would tell you you're lying. But here we are. He is $8,100. But he's earned it I mean, because he's been a monster so far this year outside of one game against uh, the Raiders where he probably he saw a lot of Casey Hayward. Other than that, uh, he has been an absolute monster. Justin Jefferson's 8K. Christian, uh, Cooper Cup is 7,900. DeAndre Hopkins coming in at 7,800. DJ Moore, 7,300. Terry McLaurin, 7,100. Jamar Chase, uh, 6,700. CeeDee Lamb at 6,500. Keenan Allen at 6,400. 
Corlin Sutton at 6,200, gross. Uh, Robert Woods at 6,100. Amari Cooper at 6K. And my goodness is Marquise Brown too cheap at $5,900. The man has just crushed uh, this year. Week five, he put up 36.5 DK points. He put up 19.1 against Denver secondary. The only bad game he had was 8.3 against Detroit. But if we remember, he should have went off in that game too because he dropped two should-be touchdowns in that game that hit him right in the hands. That should have been easy touchdowns for him or he would have went off that week. And then against Kansas City, he put up 26.3. And then against the Raiders, he put up 19.4 in week one. He is just absolutely crushed. And at 5,900, that's a joke. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, they, we, and we just keep talking about how that game's going to explode. Uh, I mean, he, him and Mark Andrews are the entire passing offense for Baltimore. Uh, so assuming that LAC pushes him on the other side, uh, yeah, I, I 5,900 is, is pretty ridiculous for him. Um, I'll talk about, I mean, the, the, the high end wide receivers are, are, are pretty obvious, right? Like we don't need to sit here and talk about Devonte Adams and, uh, Tyreek Hill and, you know, Cooper cups of the world, but I do want to touch on a couple cheaper guys. Um, the first of them being T Higgins. Uh, I already mentioned, I like that, that Detroit game, uh, for, for Cincinnati in the past game. Uh, he's going to get some sort of combination of Amani O and, and Jerry Jacobs. And, uh, Jacobs is some, you know, third string guy playing for Detroit and nobody's ever heard of him. Uh, and, and that should just tell you just how bad he is. Uh, and then you've got Amani who, uh, you know, Debo torched him back in week one for 190, 190 yards and two scores. Uh, he's given a, a 71% catch rate, 11 yards per target, three TDs and a 112 passer rating. So I really like uh, both Higgins and Chase, but uh, mainly Higgins for uh, the price savings you can get there. Uh, Rondale Moore, I'm not, I mean, he's 4,600, but we know that he has a ceiling because of his uh, explosive play ability. Uh, and we already talked about there may be a little bit of a weather issue there in terms of high winds uh, in that Cleveland Arizona game. So if that's the case, you know, maybe Arizona looks to get get something going closer to the line of scrimmage as opposed to taking shots deep down the field. But the other thing that's important worth noting for Arizona is they just lost Max Williams their tight end to season ending knee injury. Um, and that should uh, cause Arizona to play more for wide receiver sets. And Rondale Moore, maybe it's coincidence, you know, maybe it's a, a factor of the injury last week from the tight end. But Rondale Moore played his season high in snap share uh, last week at, at almost 50 percent of snaps. So, you know, if he's going to be on the field more because of the injury to Max Williams, which which is, you know, kind of what I'm, I'm anticipating. Uh, I really like Rondale Moore. I mean, he's he's already got a 15 percent target share despite not really seeing much of the field. So. Uh, 4,600 for him is definitely uh, a spot that I want to play him considering his upside. And then Michael Pittman Jr., 5,500. He's going to mainly be matched up with Desmond King, who Desmond King was playing slot corner for the first three weeks of the season, was actually somewhat decent. Uh, And then they they moved him to outside corner uh, the last two weeks. And he's giving up a 77% catch rate. Uh, 13 yards per catch, two touchdowns, and a 132 passer rating. Uh, and, and we've seen Michael Pittman, you know, so far this year. He's the alpha in that offense. He's got 25% of the targets and 37% of the air yards, second on the team in red zone targets with six so far. Um, so I, re- I really like uh, Pittman as well as, you know, you talked about Jonathan Taylor being a good rushing matchup there, but uh, I really like Pittman as well in that game. Yeah, it's I mean it's been good to see with uh Michael Pittman. Um especially the the big game he had last week. So for me, uh it's 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 pretty pretty easy. Um I definitely like Michael Pittman, but I really like Jacoby Myers at only fifty five hundred. Uh, he continues to be one of the favorite targets for Mac Jones in this game. Uh, he pretty much runs primarily from the slot. Uh 54% of his routes are from the slot, which is fourth most among all. Uh, wide receivers, but he's still, he's fourth in routes wrong. He's 10th in targets uh, on the season. He has a 30.4% market share of the air yards here. He also has eight deep targets, which is 16th among all wide receivers. His problem is he just hasn't found the end zone yet. That's been the issue. And he hasn't found the end zone in his entire fucking career 
uh, it, it's insane that uh, I think he is like the first wide receiver in NFL history to have over 100 receptions in his career and not have a touchdown. He's he's thrown for two TDs. Yes. Also, as a wide receiver, he's thrown for two and caught zero. Yeah. That's and insane. So, I know. <laughs> it's coming. And he was so close. He was at the one-yard line last week. The one He tackled at the one-yard line last week um, against Houston. So – Listen, you want we want to target the slot on the um on the on the Cowboys, obviously, right? Uh, if you look at who he's going to be go- matching up against, you're looking at Jordan Lewis, who plays 82% of his routes from the slot, uh, who has not been good. He has allowed 108.5 passer rating on the season, 11 catches, 135 yards, and two touchdowns on the year. And so he is uh, who we want to be attacking here in this in this game, and you know if Jacoby Myers is going to be playing the majority from the slot. They're going to have to throw the ball. This uh, this excuse me this this Cowboys uh, defense. Obviously, we're not trying to attack uh, Trayvon Diggs, who has just been an absolute monster this year. The guy is a turnover machine every single week, just uh, turning the ball over, getting interceptions. So I like targeting and getting a little one off here of Jacoby Myers at fifty five hundred dollars. Um, Going down, I I want to play Allen Robinson, but I will say he has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday so far this week with an ankle issue, ankle injury, and so we'll have to see if he's if, if he is good to go here. Uh, it would be surprising if he missed, but we'll see. Because if not, Darnell Mooney, fire that man up because he is going to see all of the targets he could possibly handle if something were to happen. He's only uh, Darnell Mooney's only forty three hundred, so. Uh, I don't mind going there, and whether wh- and whether he plays or not, I am still uh, interested in Darnell Mooney because I mean, even last week uh, he had a twenty five percent target share, which isn't saying much. It was only uh, twenty uh, uh, attempts last week, but the week before that, we saw where he had a, a large target share in that game. So he's clearly the number two uh, option in that in that offense. And then without a running back, uh, really uh, that you could absolutely trust against Green Bay, they're going to have to throw the ball. So I think Darnell Mooney sees a lot of targets here in this game at forty three hundred dollars. It is going to be really hard not to play him. Uh, a couple other guys that I want to talk about: McCall Hardman, forty-two hundred dollars. Uh, you know, it's been interesting how they've used McCall Hardman this year because he's coming off his biggest game of the year, where he uh, received twelve targets, uh, by far the most he's seen all year. Nine catches for seventy-six yards. They're not utilizing him deep at all. Like he has a nine point. He has a, he has a nine-yard yards per reception, which is 90th among all wide receivers. His, his 6.6 yard per target is also 76. So they're almost using, using him like an extension of the run game, very close to the line of scrimmage. They're not targeting him deep. He only has three deep targets on the season, which is surprising for somebody with his speed, but that's just kind of the way they've been utilizing him. Um, so, but I still like, I, th- I think it's, it's possible that he sees a, a pretty heavy share of targets here in, in, in this game as well. And so at $4,200, again, uh, nice leverage off of Tyree Kill. Because, I, you know, we know that, that McCole Harmon has, the, has it in him to be that deep threat, that deep target. Uh, and so I do not mind McCole Harmon either at 4200 And then I also think Amon Ross St. Brown is interesting at 4200 I don't think he has an incredibly high ceiling or anything like that. But the last two weeks, he's seen 16 targets. Uh, over the last two weeks of this offense, it really looks like the preferred option for Jared Goff moving forward. And he's only $4,200. And so, you know, on a full PPR site, I do like him as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I agree with that. I think the only other guy I'll throw in um, is Cortland Sutton, who is second in the NFL uh, in air yards per game. He's at 129 behind only Devontae Adams. Uh, he's got 25% of the targets and, and 41% of the air yards for Denver uh, facing up against Las Vegas at home. Um, he just saw a double-digit target game last week. And, and Las Vegas, I mean, we've seen him score points. So uh, I think that that, that could be a, a very interesting spot there. Nobody's going to play Cortland Sutton at 6,200 uh, with, with all those guys around him. So I think he's interesting in, in large field tournaments. Yeah, I, I do too. And I, I think, um, you know, in terms of like the bargain basement wide receivers, the the sub four K guys. Are you playing Josh Gordon? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm such a fish. I, I probably will have like one Josh Gordon lineup because I, I would I would die inside if he went out and had like five for seventy. 
What's uh, gonna What's gonna happen if Tyreek's out? Because Tyreek hasn't practiced yet. He's got a quad injury. I think he plays, but hypothetically speaking, if Tyreek were Tyreek were to miss, what's what's that offense look like? I mean, does this Hardman all of a sudden get these deep shots? Because Hardman's only got a a dot of four. Well, we've seen it before, and it's not something I would really be all that concerned with because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has slayed in the games without Tyree Kill. I think it would just boost up Travis Kelsey's ownership even more. And then, uh, I mean, obviously uh, Hardman would be a great play. And I do think I, – I think they really look at Josh Gordon like Sammy Watkins was whenever he was here, right? He is going to be more of that underneath guy that they, they really want to um, – that they want to utilize uh, on those routes that they would use with Sammy Watkins because they would always utilize him underneath and allow him to use his yards after the catch ability. He's like, he's different because it's not something that they have where you have Tyreek and, and McCole Hardman who are little guys and where you have Josh Gordon that just looks, just looks different, you know, out there next to all these other dudes. Like he looked like a tight end last week. I mean, he is so fucking so jacked. Like it's not even funny. Like he's so big out there and I mean, he obviously wasn't all that involved last week, but it was only a second week being there. I would say that he's probably going to be even more involved now moving forward. Now that you should have a better grasp of this offense, and it's a great matchup, only 3,400. Like, I'm not going crazy with it, but I do think that he's an interesting option in this in this offense right now. And I think eventually he's probably locked in on the outside, um, you know, um, on one of the outside receivers, probably the Y uh, for this offense moving forward, much like Sammy Watkins was back when he was there. Um, but I do think also Paris Campbell is interesting to me as well. He's only 3,400. He got no price increase. He's coming off, uh, a, you know, not a great performance, but his best performance he's had all year where he had six targets, four receptions for 56 yards uh, against Baltimore. And I, I think he just gets more and more involved in this offense as he gains rapport with, with Carson Wentz. And if, you know, if I want to play Carson Wentz, I do like getting some uh, Paris Campbell at $3,400. And then, you know, I think if you want to take a shot on Van Jefferson, I don't hate it either, but I just don't think the Rams are going to really have to open up the offense against this Giants uh, Giants um, team. Yeah. I just, just for, for uh, shits and giggles, I pulled up, uh, pulling up a couple of the games where Tyreek missed back in 2019. So he's kind of not really relevant, but I thought it was interesting. The first game Tyreek was out, Demarcus Robinson, six catches, 172 yards, and two scores. <laughs> He had nine nine targets in in another game, so maybe maybe Marcus Robinson would be the play if Tyreek were to sit. See, but I think that's where I think that's where Josh Gordon. Would Josh be. Gordon comes in. Yeah, like, I, I think they that's said, where they said they wanted him what to get twenty snaps last week, and it and it just didn't work out because of the game flow, and they had to go to hurry up offense, which he doesn't know any of the hurry up offense. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how things work out, but I think uh, that's kind of where I would come in. On the on these cheap wide receivers, uh, I guess John Ross maybe as well, depending on who all is missing from this Giants offense and if Daniel Jones plays, because as of right now, Kenny Galladay is doubtful. We'll see if Sterling Shepard's able to return because if he misses as well, it, that's why you know, John Ross is only thirty one hundred dollars. He's a deep target. They're going to have to throw. He uh, and so you know John Ross, I guess, is a, a, a terrible play at thirty one hundred dollars. Obviously, he has that speed to take it deep. He really only needs to catch. You know, one deep ball. Um, he's only played uh, two weeks. Week four, he did have four for 77 and a score in that game for 16.7. And he played week five where he was uh, targeted five times, but only had one catch for 13 yards and uh, two uh, two DK, DK points. But in that game, he's New Orleans week four. He had a 52-yard reception. So I don't hate him either, but it sounds like he's going to have some ownership. And if he does, uh, then yeah, I'll, be, I'll be out on that. So other than that, do you have any other uh, wide receivers you want to talk about? No, I'm, I'm thinking I'm ready to jump to tight end. Um, okay, before we do, I just wanted to mention just a couple of guys because I don't think we really hit on it, but I absolutely love Terry McLaurin. I absolutely love Jabbar Chase, uh, shocker. I don't mind Keenan Allen at $6,400. That is too cheap, uh, especially, you know, maybe not playing him over Mike Williams where possibly he maybe may see Marlon Humphrey or something like that, which isn't a great matchup for, uh, for Mike Williams. And Mike Williams at $8,100. I love Mike Will. Right now, in the way he's playing, but man, that's a lot. That's a tall task for eighty-one hundred dollars. That's a lot of money to pay for Mike Williams. So I don't mind that. Um, uh, so I wanted to hit on those guys really quickly. But I absolutely love Terry McLaurin in this matchup. There's nobody in that offense that could at least stop them. So, anyways, at tight end, let's jump over there. Travis Kelsey, surprise, surprise, is only seven K, which does seem a little actually cheap 
for him because he's typically in that upper seven, uh, low 8K range. But Darren Waller, 6,600. Mark Andrews, 5,200. TJ Hawkins at 5K. Dalton Shorts, Schultz, Schultz, Schultz 4,900. Noah Fance, 4,800. Tyler Higby's 44. Then you have Hunter Henry at 3,900. Where are we? What are you doing at tight end? There are three tight ends that I'm playing this week. The first one being Travis Kelsey up top at uh, 7K. I think 7K is too cheap for him. Um, I mean, he's pretty much a lock for 20 points on a weekly basis, with the exception of two weeks ago when we were all in. Go figure. Um, so, yeah, 7K against Washington, absolutely in play there. Uh, Mark Andrews, 5,200 against the Chargers is just way too cheap. Uh, his role has been slowly going up. Back to the normal, like you, you mentioned, Lamar's getting back to 2019 form. Mark Andrews is also getting back to 2019 form, and I think they go hand in hand. Uh, and, and we, you know, the Chargers play that too high safety look on defense. They let you run the ball over and over again, and they let you throw it across the middle of the field of the tight end, and they just limit big plays to the wide receivers pretty much. So, uh, I think it, it, that game sets up perfectly for the Ravens to be able to run the ball with their running backs and Lamar, as well as throwing it to Mike, to Mark Andrews uh, tight end. So 5,200, I think is a great price for him. He's got a hundred yard, two touchdown upside. Um, and then other than that, you got to go for my third guy. You got to go all the way down to $2,800 uh, in the last three weeks with Justin Fields at quarterback, Cole Komet has a 19% target share and a 30% share of the air yards. He's got a 15 a dot. And while he's only getting four targets a game in those games, that's because they haven't been throwing the ball. Now we got a matchup where they're, they're playing Green Bay. They're going to have to throw the ball more because they're go likely going to be playing from behind. Uh, they're without David Montgomery. It's just not as easy of a matchup uh, as they had last week against the Raiders to just be able to run the ball over and over again. So uh missing Damian Williams, missing David Montgomery. I think they're not just going to rely on Khalil Herbert. And I think they're going to have to throw. So that means a volume spike for everybody. And Justin Fields, when he's thrown, he's thrown it down deep down the field. And Cole Komet's been a, a, been a beneficiary of that with a 15A dot, uh, getting 30% of, of the air yards in the last three weeks with Fields at quarterback. So Cole Komet, 2,800, he's my cheap value tight end. I'm surprised. Uh, I thought you were going to go a different direction there. But uh, anyways, at tight end. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, Mark Andrews, I mean, if you look at – the the chargers they have been uh the worst uh they've given allowed the most dk points to tight ends on the season so uh it makes a lot of sense to go with mark andrews and uh you know the monster game he's coming off of anyways and the price tag at fifty two hundred dollars sets up for him to be uh an excellent play i don't mind darren waller at sixty six hundred i'm still i like i'm really intrigued to see what this offense is going to look like without with uh the old john gruden gone uh there in las vegas now uh, you know, how things play out, you know, uh, do do we see any changes in terms of how this offense is ran? Obviously, I think most of the offense was run through him. Um, now it's going to be on Greg Olson to call this offense full time. And so uh, I do want to see how this is all going to play out here for this offense. Now, obviously, it's not a great matchup, especially at Denver. It makes it really hard um, to to trust him. Um, but at $6,600, uh, I mean, he's always possible to get 15 targets. And I don't think he's going to have any ownership. Uh, because of you know having Travis Kelsey only four hundred dollars uh, away from him, and then guys like Mark Andrews, so I don't think anybody's going to play him. So I don't mind that. Um, I, I think we have to talk about uh, Ricky Seals Jones. I thought that was the guy you were going to talk about. He is only three k uh, um, in, in this matchup against Kansas City. You know, if you look at him last week, I really the last two weeks, he ran 24 routes week four. He ran 36 routes last week. He was targeted eight times, five catches, 41 yards. And the Chiefs have not been uh, surprise, surprise, uh, good against tight ends. They are allowing the fifth most fantasy point or DK points to the position as well. So really this defense can be had all over the field. You have a uh, dirty Dan Sorensen, who is just an absolute sieve on that Chiefs defense. He cannot stop anybody. Uh, and so I don't mind Ricky Seals-Jones. Maybe a little uh, narrative, you know, because he was with the Chiefs, I believe, last year and did absolutely nothing. So, you know, uh, I guess if Ryan was on the show, he would be all about that life, the narrative <laughs> street that is uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. So 
Um, regardless of that, uh, I you know his price tag makes him I think intriguing, but I have a feeling that he's going to garner some some ownership here in this matchup because people are wanting to play this game, and he's only three k. So I, I guess we'll see on that. But and then I also like Evan Ingram at thirty four hundred dollars. I mean I know it is against the Rams, but you know with some of the injuries that they have here on this offense, you know. Uh, I don't mind it at $3,400. He hasn't been seeing an incredible, you know, targets, but he's, he's been back now for three weeks. He saw six, six and four targets on the season, but with a lot of the injuries that they have, they just don't really have anybody else to throw the ball to. So I don't really mind getting to him as well at $3,400 and a matchup where they're going to be trailing and they're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah. I'm going more with that. Other than that, I'm kind of sad. There's no Dan Arnold on the slate, you know, um, showdown slate Sunday morning. I'm gonna have so much Dan Arnold on that showdown slate. It's not even funny, um, you know. The, Who are they? Pl- who's Jacksonville playing again? Uh, Miami. Miami. That's right. Miami's been horrible on defense. Yes. So yeah, I like that. I'll, that'll be a fun game for offense. The absolute show hero. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I w- yeah, I'll be playing Dan Arnold as well. It's always Dan Arnold week. Here you are, Dan Arnold. Oh, and I did want to mention, I guess, uh, Jared Cook as well. He His price dropped at $3,200 against Baltimore. Baltimore uh, has been really bad against tight ends as well. They're actually tied for the second most uh, points allowed to the tight end position as well for on DK. So I do like him as well. Uh, I think at $3,200, that is really cheap and getting access and getting exposure to this game. So uh, anyway, if you stack up that game and you want to be different, just play Cook instead of Mark Andrews. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, nobody's going to play Jared Cook on the Chargers side. Everybody's going to play Mark Andrews if they're stacking that game, right? So it's a very interesting way to be different with that game stack. It'll be popular if, if you like Jared Cook. No, I agree. Um, so let's jump over to everybody's favorite position. Let's go to the tie. Let's go to the defense. I honestly don't even I, – I look through the defense list. There's not really – I'm curious to see where you're at because I really don't have any suggestions on who to play. Like it's literally from 2000 to 3,500 is a crap shoot. I guess maybe the Vikings D against Carolina is the only one that semi sticks out. But I mean, with how much McCaffrey I'm going to have, I'm, I'm not sure that, 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 that would be a better play if McCaffrey were to sit. Um, and they're still semi-expensive at 2,900. Like, but like none of these others jump off the page to me as as decent cheap options. I guess maybe the Arizona Cleveland defenses and play play the wind narrative there. Um, but I mean, where where are you at on defense? Because I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. It is tough because I mean, obviously we don't have the Jets, so we we can't target them. Um, and then. I mean, who else are you really – because, I mean, a lot of these matchups, I mean, you're not going to – I mean, I don't feel great about playing the Lions. You know, you have Washington against Kansas City. uh, No thanks on that. You have the Texans against the Colts. Like, maybe you could do that with, you know, Carl Sweats possibly turning the ball over. Houston's pass defense has been decent. They're only 2,200. The Ravens against the Chargers, I ain't doing that. Uh, The Giants against the Rams, uh, cannot do that. And then you have the Chargers, I guess, against Baltimore. Possibly, maybe they make Lamar fumble. You know, something comes out of that. Maybe they return it for a scoop and score. You know, we did see Lamar fumble twice last week, uh, but they're only twenty five hundred. And then you have the Browns against Arizona. I mean, that is cheap for the Browns' defense, but I don't really love it. I do think again, I'm probably going to play some Chiefs defense at twenty eight hundred dollars. But again, uh, you know, I'm from Kansas City, and so don't listen to me when it comes to the Chiefs. <laughs> Uh, I try to remove bias when it comes to the Chiefs, but I just think it's possible we can see Taylor Heineke turn the ball over a little bit in this game, and you know, you know, Honey Badger and stuff like that. Like I, I think it could be possible that you know, maybe they, they they house call one. They do have McCole Hardman returning punts, so that it's possible that you know he could take one of the house as well. So twenty eight hundred dollars Chiefs, like I don't hate it because uh, I think you're going to see a really aggressive defense here this week from the Kansas City Chiefs, but it is on the road in Washington. So, but I agree, there's no like defense that it's absolutely like stands out to me that like oh my god you have to play this maybe the rams but i'm not paying forty seven hundred dollars for a defense unless i just happen to get through my build and i have an uh you know 5k left over i guess you could go there but i am not making it a priority to get the rams in at forty seven hundred dollars yeah which is why i kind of just gravitated towards minnesota 
uh, at twenty nine hundred. They've got seventeen sacks on the year, and they rank third in adjusted sack rate. Um, you know, and the reason I don't like that play is that because if McCaffrey plays, I'm going to have a ton of Christian McCaffrey. But if McCaffrey were to be out, I probably just would have all Vikings D. I mean, that's really the only one that semi stands out to me. I, like, it's just a, a a punt and pray after that. I don't know. I guess maybe you could do the Lions. I mean, the Lions are fourth at adjusted sack rate of the season. I mean, they're getting the quarterback. It's just, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't hate it. That's If you had a lineup that you loved that had 2,100 left, I'd be fine with playing the Lions. I'm always good with punting the D. Um, I just wouldn't punt with Washington against the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm out on that. Uh, yeah, though, though I'd say that the Chiefs have turned the ball over like 11 times the last two games. So, you know, I mean, I guess anything's possible True. there. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, so let's uh, let's build this lineup. Uh, All right, let's do it. This, this DraftKings lineup, we're going to build this thing, and uh, let's see how this one turns out. Uh, I think last week's lineup, if I remember correctly, well, we would have to have made some changes because we, uh, Christian McCaffrey did not play. We had him in that lineup. But other than that, I think the lineup uh, did pretty well. So, anyways, let's start this thing up. Uh, where where You start us off this week. Uh, McCaffrey. Let's fire it back up. I'm just going to go all in. Let's, let's go Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um... Let's make the run back Keenan Allen. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Hollywood. Interesting. That's another way to do it without playing uh, Mark Andrews. Okay. Let's do uh, Let's do Cole Komet. 2,800 Cole Komet. Gives us some salary to play with. Okay. So that leaves us with 4,675 average remaining. We need a running back, wide receiver, flex, and defense. I'm going to go with a skinny stack, and I'm going to lock in Aaron Jones at $7,300. I like that. I like that. I like that. Hmm. This gets tough. No, we could do. Let's do – just go ahead and plug in lines D. Yep, already did that. So then it leaves us $46.50 for wide receiver and flex. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go McCall Hardman at 4,200. So, because I want some some piece to that game, I'm gonna go 40. That leaves 5,100 dollars at flex with the Lions locked in. Um, since we're not playing Mahomes, I mean we are playing Hardman, but throw in just throwing Daryl Williams. I'm not I'm not sure I'm liking this lineup as much as our last two weeks. I'm going to take out Aaron Jones, and I'm going to go to $4,900 and move uh, Daryl Williams up. So now that leaves $58.50 per position. I like, I like that better, I think. Now watch Aaron Jones. It's going to go for 48 points. Can do uh, Rondale Moore and Terry McLaurin. And you've got a mini, mini Kansas City, Washington. Oh, I like that. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, I like that that two v two of of Rondale and Terry, much much better than Hardman and Aaron Jones. Yeah. Okay. So lock it in. We got Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, Christian McCaffrey, Daryl Williams, Keenan Allen, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore, Cole Komet, Terry McLaurin, and Lions D for twenty one hundred dollars. So. It is absolutely in the books. Um, you know, be sure to jump into our Discord uh, where we have DFS, Redraft, Dynasty, Debbie, whatever else you're looking for. It's absolutely free. The link is in the description down below. Um, or, or if you're listening to this on podcast form, um, you know, I see the numbers. We're doing great on podcast. So I want to see some of you people in the podcast over on Discord this week okay i want to see you guys jump in let's 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 get that going cranked up uh we got a lot of good stuff going on at tfa we got a lot of great content so you can check us out on youtube the podcast uh, or over at our discord channel it's absolutely 
uh, free to join. So, like I said, click one of the links in any of our videos. And I appreciate everybody checking out the video. Maddie, we are going to kill this week. I feel it. A smash week is coming. And I think this is the week to do so. And we will see everybody next week. Have a great weekend. And let's get that money. We out. Think you can tell me what to do? Know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the ball bounces. I see what you got. Inventions and ounces. But that's a great boy. Yeah. That's a great little man. Break it down. Big man, <laughs> treat you like you're a little man. Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to Just stop wanting me to be someone else